Welcome back to Real Talk Sports with Rico. Today, I will be your host. Today's show, we are actually talking about the NFL season. We are talking about week six. Guys, you know I love the NFL. We're going to actually be prepping you here for the entire week six. We'll be talking about some of the big matchups, and we'll also be talking about some key players and teams that have actually been a surprise, some teams that have been on the rise, some teams that have been on the fall. Before we actually jump into the content, let me first and foremost thank Anchor, for being our platform, which is now Spotify Podcast. I want to thank the sponsors out there who have put some sponsorship on the show and definitely the fans out there who have actually followed the show, put some viewership on the show, and helped us drive content to this thing. So um, without further ado, let's jump into the show. And as I jump into the context, guys, I have got something surprising for you. I actually have our third guest in history coming back to the show, and that is... Devonte, the Hogan, the people's champ. He's come to talk football with his guys. I'm super excited for him. Let me go ahead and bring him onto the show without further ado here. So let's drop him in. Devonte, welcome mm-hmm. to the show, man. Thank you for taking time in this early morning, man, to, to prep us here for this uh, NFL Week 6, man. Thanks for having me, man. I, I'm glad football's back, you know. Good to have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, the football is back. We're definitely going to be talking about your Patriots. We're going to be talking about my Washington Commanders. We don't got to talk about that. <laughs> I got a special, special thing in, in the presentation for you today with the Patriots. So I'll let you know that when we get there, man. Okay, I'm, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So let us let us jump into the content, man. I mean, first, let, let's throw a game up here. Uh, it's going to be taking place here early, and that is going to be uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Um, man, the, the Bills had a tough start to the week, uh, or excuse me, the season in week right. one. You know, I didn't think that they were going to be get beat by the Jets. Yeah, uh, they the game all defensively for the Jets. I mean, on the Dolphins, excuse me. Nobody thought yeah. they were going to beat the Dolphins. Um, what is it with this team? I mean, is it is it Dr. Jekyll and, and Mrs. Hyde? Like, what, are, are you a believer in the Bills? What are you thinking about going right. I believe in the Bills up until playoffs because I feel like Josh Allen is like, we ain't had Brett Favre in so long, so let me take that mantle over and let me just be that gunslinger and just I got like the strongest arm, arguably maybe stronger than Mahomes even, and I'm just I can fit it in any spot. And he puts his teams in bad situations sometimes. I mean, um, like the Dolphins was was a game if Josh, if we can get the Josh Allen of the Dolphins where he has like 300 plus yards. Um, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He's efficient. He's taking care of the ball. You have a good defense now more than ever because Tre'Davious uh, White is out for the season, unfortunately now, which which is sad because Achilles injury. Yeah, yeah, man, that's tough because he was like their lockdown corner. Um, you know, so that defense is still uh, potent. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just like you got to help your team out, Josh. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Every time you think he's taking that next step, and be like, oh, you know. Bill's about to go to the Super Bowl, and he, he turns back into Josh Allen. You know what the one thing, too, you talked about Josh Allen, and I, I, I love that you bring him up. I think that they put a lot of responsibility on Josh Allen, and the one thing that scared me about the Bills, mainly coming into the season, is I have a real issue with what they can do in the running game. 
I feel like when the Bills yeah. need to run the football, they can't run the football. You know, I like going back to next week or last week, excuse me, against the Dolphins, even though they pulled it out because you mentioned it, Josh Allen was super efficient with 300 touchdowns, 21 to 25. But they're depending on a guy who's been in the league for quite some time in Ladavius Murray, who has been their main dog. Um, if you remember back in the day, he actually was the main running back for the Raiders. And, yep. and the Saints, too. He played a little bit with the Saints. With the Saints as well. And your guy from the Patriots, Damon Harris, which I think the Patriots were just in letting him go. He hasn't been consistent. Six rushes, 29 yards. You only yeah. got 12, uh, 29 yards out of James Cook. And I just have a real problem with that because – Really, you're telling me that Josh Allen is the best running back on the team, <laughs> the best passer on the team. Yeah. But if I take him away from the running game and then now yeah. we focus on the passing game, this has been my problem with the Bills. I feel like they get too one-dimensional. A hundred percent. And it's like if you if you look at it, maybe they should have been in those sweepstakes for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, like you let Devin Singletary go. He's balling out with the Lions. I like what they're doing with the rookie they got there, the little two-headed monster right there. So – it's like, like you said, they're, they're relying too much on Josh Allen, which he's very athletic. You know, he's like 6'5". He, he's super fast. But, mm. you know, the NFL is going to catch up to you. That wear and tear, you gonna, it just takes one hit to take you out of the game, and now your season is over because your, your, your captain is, is down. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, that's, I was kind of upset that we let uh, Damian go. But, I mean, Ramondre is, is the guy there. I wish um, – yeah, I don't know, man. It's just – I thought he was going to I thought it was a good situation he went to in Buffalo but it, like you said he's not really performing Latavius Murray uh, is actually balling out for them. I won't say balling out but he's there no, he won the starting job because when uh, when they signed him I thought Damian it was Damian's job to lose and he, he lost it so you know they got to they got to be more versed man. I I feel you there too. And and I also feel like they're a little bit more one dimensional now in the passing game. You know, I yeah. feel like now they only have two main wide receivers and Gabe Davis, who I think is he, he's really seriously like a second fiddle to Stefan Diggs. And I think that if Stefan Diggs is not able to do what he did last week against the Dolphins, which is where he went six for 120 and yeah. 55 yards was as long as in three touchdowns. And he literally had a highlight reel that was just disgusting. <laughs> I just don't know how many times the Bills can really depend and make that 911 call to Stefan Diggs all year when you know that Stephon Diggs is the guy. I feel like if you can really just limit him, I don't believe in Dawson Knox. I don't believe in Gabe Davis. I don't think that James Cook or Darton can Kennard uh, will come out of the backfield and make Kincaid. For you. or Kincaid, excuse me, Kincaid. I'm sorry, Dalton yeah, will come out and make enough plays for you. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was I was literally going to ask you that. Like, if you take Gabe Davis off that team and put him. Uh, I will put Gabe Davis in that situation with Juju Smith-Schuster or Chase Claypool where you mm -hmm. think they have something there, but is it really because they're getting one-on-one -on -one coverage with the second or third string cornerback when the first guy is taking the, the main corner and the safety help? Because I'm with you. Like, he had that one good season where he broke onto the scene, and then he's kind of been quiet. Like, he, like in that game, he had three catches for 61 yards. But like you said, Stephon Diggs is drawing all the attention. Like, that's who defensive coordinators are game plan for. So. God forbid if he goes down with an injury, you know, Gabe is the number one. And like you said, they're tight ends. Dawson not um is all right, but like Kincaid, you know, he's he's hit or miss, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. It's just like you this team on paper shows the the making of a Super Bowl contender. 
But when you when you look on the, the tail of the tape, it's just like if Josh Allen isn't on like firing on all cylinders, it's like because if you look at the Chiefs, man, Mahomes he's been kind of slow this season, but he has a great running game in Clyde Edward Hilaire. Um, what's the other uh, Pachaco Pachinko Isaiah? Yeah, yeah, he he's he's he bought he came out last year on the scene. Now he's he's picking up where he left off. And of course, you got the best tight end in the game right now, Kelsey. That's because my boy Gronkowski not there no more. So, you know, we had to pass the torch eventually. But, yeah, yeah and then you got – um, and, you know, I he honestly – um, you got to give you tip your hats off to Andy Reid, man, because he knows how to scheme offenses, man. I thought when uh, Hill went to Miami, I'm like, okay, you lost your deep threat. You lost the guy to take the top off, man. They just uh, – Marcelo Hardman is doing his thing, and they got – they just keep adding pieces in. It's like cogs in the machine. As long as you got Mahomes back there, it's, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, and going back to it, I love that you you brought up um, Coach Andy Reid because Doug Peterson, who now coaches the Jaguars, they were yeah. all on the same staff with Green Bay. Doug Peterson once played quarterback in this league, um, you know, behind Brett Favre. And so I, I thought that instantly when he came to the Jags, I thought that he was going to unleash Trevor Lawrence, and he did. I knew that yeah. Coach Urban Myers wasn't going to come up with that system that was going to. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that signing. That was a uh, that was a weird signing for me. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think that was going to be a good fit. Right, as a head coach, and then you look at guys like Eric Bieniemy and guys like that who have been in the league, who we've talked about as well, who should have head coaching jobs. Yeah. He and should be the next head coach. Yeah. Miko Ryan, shout out to him and the Texans. We may, may or may not talk about them. I'm glad that he's doing a great job with CJ Stroud out there. But yeah, not to get off topic here, but look, Trevor Lawrence and uh, the, the Jags, they had a really good end of last year. They were able to win that incredible playoff game and come back against the Chargers there. Do you think this is a bigger game for the Bills or for Jacksonville here? Uh, because Jacksonville has had some questionable ones, man, because I'm looking at their two losses. They lost to Houston. Um, I get it with Kansas City. You know, that's 17-9, but they took a bad loss to Houston, 13-17 to against a young quarterback. Um, but what are you thinking? What are your thoughts here with the Jacks? Who needs this game in the worst way? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it to Jacksonville because I'm, I'm – I like that you brought up that Kansas City games because I was watching a little bit of that game and yeah. looking at it, man. Lawrence played a clean game, 216 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. Christian Kirk went off for that game. I mean, the, the Jags defense got an interception on Mahomes. He he took a while to get going. If they could have generated a little bit of offense, man, Jacksonville could have snuck one out in Kansas City. But if you look at that division right now, everybody is two and two. And um, you know. They did lay a stinker. I won't. I won't really call it an upset. It is a divisional game, and divisional teams, whether you're on for it, it seems like they'll they'll wake up a little bit, a little bit more pep in their step. Yeah, because it's yeah. a division rival. Yeah. But that that is um. I mean, everybody's two and two right now. So and they 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 have a a what their second game in a row in London. They just stayed out there, so they beat Atlanta. Yeah. They got Buffalo there. So. If they can win, man, I mean, you know, they can go three, two, be on top of that division. So it's it's more pressure on Jacksonville because they have um they have it right. Uh, that division is right for the picking, man. I mean, the Colts, you know, with Anthony Richardson coming off his injury, Jonathan Taylor just got back. So you need to start stacking up these wins before Indy starts building up ahead of steam because that defense is elite in Indianapolis. They just needed they they guys back in a Rich and uh, Jay Taylor. So let's see if they can do it. Yeah, and I mean, I think just going into this game before we actually predict the winners and losers, I have to think that 
it, it is literally going to come down to an offensive and a defensive battle because when you look at the rankings right now, the points against the Bills are second in the league, only giving up 13. Uh, the yeah. Jags are coming in 12, so they're almost just a shade out of the top 10, only giving up 20. The thing that scares me about Jacksonville right now, um, and I'm a little worried because I thought that their offense would be a lot better, especially adding Calvin Ridley, because remember their wide receivers were so dangerous last year. So I thought Kirk, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're only putting up 20 points a game. Um, yeah. They're in about 337 yards, comparatively speaking, to the Bills, who are at 400 yards a game. Um, you know, I, I think that the Bills have a real legit chance, but I, I don't know. There's the Travis Etienne effect. I'm like, do, can the yeah. Jets run the football enough yeah. to keep that defense off balance? Because last week, the Dolphins, even though they had a really good performance from David Aiken, Aiken, I think his name, the, uh, Aiken, yeah. yeah, out of Texas A&M, they still weren't able to utilize him enough to keep the Bills off the field. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have to do that in order to win this football game. Yeah, and um, if you're a Jaguars fan, you gotta you got to ask yourself, should we have let James Robinson go? You know, could you imagine James Robinson now with that offense, Doug Peterson there? I mean, Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know, so fantasy it's like God, fantasy football guy, that guy, love it, bro. It, and um, he's with the Giants right now, right? I believe. Where's uh, I think he is. I can we can look him up here in a second, but yeah, James and, Robinson, man, he is. The, for those who don't know from an historical co- uh, content, he is the man that actually has the record for undrafted running backs for most touchdowns scored. Uh, James Robinson was historical in the sense that even in bad offenses with the Jags, uh, yeah. he was able to, to score and he was able to get a lot of yards and things like that. So I have no clue what happened in the Urban Meyer regime. Why? Yeah. Like that. I, I, to this day, man, I mean, like it's some stuff in the league that I'm just like, if you've ever watched that show Ballers with Dwayne. Yeah, Johnson, watch out like, the Ballers, man. That's my show. That go on in the league is just kind of like. Phenomenal. But anyhow, not, not to jump off topic, guys. We got a lot of games to talk about. But, yeah, James Robinson, man, I think he is still in the league. I'll look him up, man. But you, you bring up a good point about that, man. They need a running game, man. They, they need a running game because if you look at their defense, they got – they're younger, man. I love – you still got Miles Jack there, man. You still you got it. Uh, Trayvon Walker is who's going to show – who's showing promise of being one of – is going to be a good pass rusher. You got Josh Allen on the other side. So you have – a young, hungry defense. Like I said, that Kansas City game, they showed that they can they can hold, you know, Mahomes down, but Trevor Lawrence got to step it up, man. ETN got to step it up. Y'all both played at Clemson. Um, I mean, honestly, ETN, man, he's not a between-the-tackles type of runner. I've seen it. Uh, he's been in the league for, what, three, four years now? Yeah. I know he was hurt. I know he was hurt his rookie year. He kind of had to redshirt it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, you, they, they should have, man, I'm looking at it now. I'm thinking, like, man, if y'all would have kept Robinson there, Robinson's only 25. You would have had a power back in Robinson, a speed guy in ETN where you can do your gadget plays. And now you got Ridley now. Now you got you still got DJ Chark. You got um, my boy Kurt from Arizona. So, you know, it's just like, yeah, they got to they got to figure it out. Lawrence got to he got to take that next step. He got to take that step into the Joe Burrow, Josh Allen territory where he's like, yeah, we took you, you know, high overall for a reason. So. Yeah, and I mean, going into that, I, my prediction, I, the over-under for this one is 48.5, um, which I, I think is kind of relatively low, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. 
the, the quarterback play that we're talking about here. Uh, they're saying that it's probably going to be a little bit more of a defensive battle. And I think it's possible the fact that the teams are traveling so far away. Yeah, I can see that. You know, early in the morning like this, man, I, I oh, man, the Jacksonville <laughs> would literally have to take the Bills to the mud to win this game. Yeah. Man, but just, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What running back do you believe in more, ETN or um, who's the starting running back for the Bills? Cook right now, right? James Cook? I think he's listed as one, but like we talked about before, I think it's Latavius Murray's show. I, I really do. I think that they've really like – I think Coach McDermott is just like, we can list you there, mm -hmm. but we know that our horse is probably going to be with Murray. So I, I feel like that's who, who's going to win it, man, whoever – because both defenses travel well, it looks like, yeah. this season so far. So whoever can control time of possession, run the clock, especially in the fourth quarter where it's like, all right, you know, we about to wear this defense out, their gas and everything. So who can do it? Could it be Murray or can it be ETN? So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. And it's a London game. So they're going to be playing like at like six in the morning or something here in, in California. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I OK, so I, I like the Bills. I like the Bills slightly. I'm going to say that they have a ton of confidence coming in here since they just slowed down uh, the the. Yeah, that's the most points in NFL history. So I'm going to go. Them Dolphins looking exciting right now. That's going to be a fun matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, man. So I, I'm going to give it a 30 to 24 uh, on this one. And uh, that, that's that's kind of my thoughts. That, that's where I'm going with that. For the Bills? Yeah, for the Bills. And so let me bring up the next game here. Speaking of the Dolphins, right in the queue. We talked about this a little bit in the green room. And that is – the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. I've got a ton to say about the Giants. You got a ton to say about <laughs> the Giants. Um, man, yeah. do we start with the Giants? Do we start with the Dolphins? What do you think? I mean, because it's, it's like, it's like what, do the, what do the audience want? Do they want the good news or the bad news? You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Talk to me. What are you thinking initially here? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can we can talk with the Dolphins, man. I just think what Mike McDaniels is doing out there, um, man. Yeah. He honestly, I didn't. I, he wasn't on my radar as a head coach, so kudos to him for proving me wrong. Yeah, and it, it's just like they just having fun out there, man. It's um, I know it's a topic for late. I don't want to spoil it, but it it really does mean a lot when uh, when you're a player and your coach believe in you, and yeah. like you know, everybody, including me, I was saying Tua was a bust. I was saying he's another Alabama quarterback that can't play in the NFL because he has so many great college weapons, and you know Mac Jones is showing that. Uh, it's still true, unfortunately, but but yeah, man, Tua, man, you got Jalen Waddle, man, you got Tyree Kill. They just they just went and got Claypool for whatever reason. But if anybody <laughs> can revitalize his career, I'm I'm sure Mike can. But yeah, man, they're playing good. That defense is playing hungry, man, and it's just like Miami looks like they they're chopping at uh the Chiefs' heels to take them to dethrone them as the top AFC team. Yeah, and I mean, I love the fact that you bring up Tua. Uh, even though Tua is having a good year, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily sold on this because now mm -hmm. this is going to tie into my Giants uh, <laughs> kind of rant as well. Yeah, like, the fact that you know Saquon Barkley played well last year, but it mm -hmm. was also en route to the bag, and he's still trying to get the bag, and he's hurt now. Same with Daniel yeah. Jones; he played well, and then he got the bag. So this yeah. is my thing with Tua. I, I got to see something after you get the bag, okay? Yeah. And so for me, the whole thing coming into this thing was he hurt himself uh, majorly in college. Well, he didn't hurt himself, but he got hurt. Where he right, broke his right. hip. So he came in injured, and him and Bryce Young have been compared 
comparatively speaking, same size, same stature, same attributes. And I'm seeing the same things in Bryce Young that I'm seeing in Tua. It's, it scares me that I don't know if he's the franchise quarterback for me. I'm still not a believer that he's going to be on the field for me. Um, and it, I just really have to see it. I, I've got to see it to believe it. And I know he has Tariq Hill. I know he has Jalen Waddle. I know yeah. he has uh, Aiken, who I think is going to be the number one. I, I've said that this guy to yeah, me. You put me on his. You put you put him on my radar for me. You brought. You said, "Watch out, he's a sleeper." He's. I thought he was. I thought he was like an Austin Eckler 2.0 and Marshall Falk. Like we have. That's a great seen comparison. That running back in some time, and I think he's yeah. that guy. Um, I think he's going to have a coming out party again against New York. Um, and I, I just, I, this is a game that 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 Tua and the Dolphins should win. I'm right. going to be super disappointed if they don't win this game. I'm going right. to put it out there. Like, I got Tua and the Dolphins to win this game by default. Um, I like them in this one, but I'm going to be super disappointed if they don't win this. Yeah, and I, I'm with you because it's, it's like the Giants is like, you know, it's, it's like doomsday out there. Everything is falling apart. They got blown out by Seattle. So the Dolphins, I know they lost a tough uh, a tough one against the Bills, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they, they should be, you know, both teams got blown out. The Giants got blown out and the Bills got blown out. So both teams should be like, we're not losing like that again. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I just, uh, man, I love Saquon coming out of Penn State. I wanted the Patriots to draft him. I had him, I had him as comparisons with Adrian Peterson, man. The only difference yeah. is Adrian was healthy, man. Adrian was healthy till. So he went to Washington, you know, but he was he was past his prime then. But Still man, Saquon is so dynamic. Yeah. yeah. So I just I I want my boy healthy, man. I want him. I know he had a full healthy year in a while since his what rookie season, I believe, or his sophomore season where he played the full uh, season. I believe. But, he won uh, Roy. Yeah, he won rookie of the year. He won Roy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and man, he just runs so hard, and he and he takes so much pressure. A great running back takes so much pressure off of your quarterback. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, Daniel Jones is struggling right now. I mean, the last game was terrible. I mean, right now, the season, I got his stats up here. Two touchdowns and six interceptions in the first like four games. And I'm just like, and, and, and y'all played him last year? Like, come on, guys, what are y'all doing? And hold that point because you talked about the six INTs. I'm throwing a statistic out there. He has thrown more interceptions this year than he did mm -hmm. all of last year. OK, that, wow. that to me signifies a major, major, major. He's already thrown more interceptions than he did last season. All right. Yeah. He's only averaging one hundred ninety one yards um, as as a quarterback here. And the two touchdowns is just underwhelming. And you look at Darren De'Aaron Waller, a guy who they brought over, a guy who they thought was going to make a big splash. He only has 15 receptions and he's only averaging ten point two um, yards per catch and he has no touchdowns so he's yeah. your major acquisition I would say your best wide receiver has been Saquon Barkley everybody which else is, which is alarming to say that you, you know if I were to offer somebody twenty thousand dollars to name five uh, main wide receivers out there five wide receivers on the Giants core right yeah. now they couldn't do it for me and yeah. so I just think as the Giants if I'm the GM I'm like thinking to myself why are we not going back to what made us successful and won Super Bowls with Eli Manning, Victor mm -hmm. Cruz, Plexico Burris, yeah. uh, 
uh, Odell Beckham, even though he didn't get to the Super Bowl, he eventually right. won with the Rams. But you had a Super Bowl caliber wide receiver. Why have you not gone out and got a WR1? Why mm-hmm. are you still picking people up off of the corner to come out and play wide receiver for you? Like it's, it's one of those things where I have to ask myself, OK, Daniel Jones is serviceable as an NFL quarterback. I, th- I think we could say that. I think we both yeah. can agree that he's not a superstar, but mm-hmm. also too, like most, what are you going to surround him with? You know, is he yeah. throwing to us? Like, wh- what's happening out here? That's my big question with the Giants, man. And I think that that's really my raving point here. Is like, as the Gi- where do you go here? I mean, just yeah. like, go ahead and take it. I'm just going to look at the roster. Where do you go from a wide receiver? Like, where do you? Go? Yeah, man. I'm I'm with you. I'm looking at it because um, I knew Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, but I literally had to look up. They got Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I don't know how 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 big you are on him, but like yeah, you know. So I feel like I feel like if the uh, the Giants do what the Dolphins did and surround Tua with talent, but now here's the difference though: Tua is still playing off his rookie contract. Daniel Jones got his got the new contract now. Yeah, so. Now there's less money to go get a, a wide receiver one who was going to demand top dollar. Now, yeah. maybe maybe you if you have a bad season, maybe you can pick top five in the draft and go get uh, my boy out of Ohio State, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think is going to be the best receiver out of this draft class. In my that. opinion, uh, one thousand um, agree on. Yeah, that. yeah, I want my Patriots to go get them, but <laughs> that's another topic for another day. But uh, but yeah, it's just like it's the tell of the tape, man. Like when you surround your your quarterback with weapons and then like i'm looking at that roster right now yeah behind saquon matt Breida, he's a speedster okay but he's he's old you don't really have somebody like a um what like what cleveland had a few years ago with chubb and hunt so when chubb you can give chubb a rest so he's fresh in the fourth quarter and hunt is hunt is the number one running back too uh, at that time, um, so it was like you had two number one runner backs who was like one coming off the bench. So who you got behind Saquon when he goes down, you know? They've been terrible. Historically, yeah. when Saquon Barkley has gone down, the Giants have been terrible. That's why over the over his five-year career, they've been terrible because uh, if you look at it, their offense is kind of almost like what San Diego's offense is minus the quarterback play that they have with Justin Herbert. If you yeah. take Justin Herbert off the Chargers and then you just had a quarterback there, like say like uh, maybe it's insult to injury. If you had uh, Daniel Jones there, right, and he didn't have those elite wide receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, he just had some standard wide receivers, this is exactly what you would get with the Giants. They would yeah. look the same way because they don't have – another running back that can come in legitimately either be a bell cow running back yeah. or they can actually come in and catch the football. Look at what's happening right now in San Diego. Would you have Joshua Kelly there? They don't have a running game. They yeah. have zero running game, which is why the Chargers struggle. We may talk about that, but yeah, the Giants, man, let me throw this out there. They are 29th in passing yards. They're 22nd in rushing yards and they're 29th overall only getting 286 yards. That is third to last in all the NFL. I like the Dolphins in this one, especially hard rock. I think the insult to injury is they don't have anything on offense and they're probably going to party hard as hell out there in Miami (laughs) going into the game. So they're not going to be ready. They're going to lose. That's my, that's, that's my take. Well, and like uh, last point on the Dolphins is like, yeah, the Giants defense may be able to hold them like the first, what, couple series, but if their offense not able to, give them a break and they keep coming out there, that speed is going to wear them down, man. Hill, Waddle, uh, Aiken. 
And uh, the last one on the Giants, I never was a big fan of Waller. Everybody was like, oh, they got Darren Waller. I'm like, it's a reason why the Raiders traded him for a reason. Yeah. Um, e- either he's always injured or he's, he he doesn't produce. And like uh, their wide receiver, their, their whole, they're in our, I would put them in, in the, the Patriots category. Our receivers doesn't get any separation. Our tight ends doesn't, doesn't scare any safeties. Yeah. So the Giants have that issue right now, too. Honestly, I would compare the Giants to the Patriots right now. Daniel Jones and Mac Jones are playing similar. They're playing bad. They're not They're not going through their reads quickly enough. Our running game. Like, Mac Jones was successful last year um, because we had Damian Harris. We had Ramondre Stevens. We had a deep running group, back group that was able to take the pressure off him. So he was able to use play action. Same thing with Saquon and Daniel Jones. So when they don't have that, you know, it's like, all right, now you got a quarterback. Now, you know, they're not stepping up to the plate. Absolutely, man. Great points there. And uh, we will talk about the Patriots and Mac Jones. So, guys, hold on there. How about the game of the day? Uh, yeah. That's going to be the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I don't know why you would even call this guy Mr. Irrelevant anymore. This guy is the guy now. That's Brock Purdy, man. This guy is playing extremely well. Um, I had to see it to believe it. I thought yeah. maybe this guy was going to be okay after three or four starts, but this guy is the man, the myth, and the legend. And the San Francisco 49ers are humming right now. Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey has probably been as healthiest as he's been. I'm happy for that career. too, man. Him and him and Saquon, dude. I'm like, bro, if y'all can just stay healthy, y'all are like my two favorite running backs in the game right now. Absolutely, man. And so, look, this is a tall order, okay? This is a rematch of the playoffs yeah. last year. Uh, It was a low-scoring game last year. Uh, Dak Prescott was forced into some mistakes last year. He was pressured often. CeeDee Lamb is still trying to prove himself as a Mm -hmm. legit wide receiver one. Not sure if that's going to happen. Kind of reminds me a lot of what Des Bryant had when he was there, when Des Bryant was there. Um, What? Really? Wait, you you saying you don't think CeeDee Lamb's the number one? Hot take. Okay, so we could talk about it, but I just think that – there's like a moment when you have a, a legitimate like wide receiver one, those are guys that just take over games. Yeah, and I see what you mean. At the fact that he hasn't found the end zone right now. And I think that those those alpha wide receiver ones, Michael Irvin, Des Bryant, um, you know, the Debo Samuels, the, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, Randy Moss, like I'm just throwing out. You know, yeah. Yeah, people like that who are just the wide receiver ones, the Plexicos, they find the end zone, man, and they just make it be known. And we yeah, talk about that that yeah, me. not only are they getting yards, man, but they're scoring points. And CeeDee Lamb, I don't know why he's not getting to the end zone. And it's like mm-hmm. he's the main target. Why Why is he not getting more of that? Um, but anyway, I, I mean, we're going to talk about that. But this is going to be an interesting one, man. This is a classic defense versus offense kind of thing. And actually, both defenses are really good, too. So it's like this is like a, a balance of the two. And I'm curious to see this is going to be in San Francisco. So Dallas is coming back much like they were in the playoff game. Um, I like San Francisco initially uh, for what they've been doing in the running game. It's just been so creative with what mm-hmm. you know, Shanahan has been able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, like I said before, when they're supposed to go, uh, you know, north in the division, they always go west uh, yeah. or south. So, I mean, what are you thinking here as far as this game? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, so my initial thoughts is uh, I'm kind of piggybacking off of you. Uh, I do think uh, San Fran is going to win it. A yeah. uh, little little backstory. I'm from Dallas. My dad is a Cowboys fan. My mom is from California. She's a Niners fan. So that's uh, that's funny. But yeah. uh 
Yeah, man. I just love how Shanahan, this is what I, this kind of goes back to like with, um, with McDaniels and, uh, and uh, Reed and these coaches, they know, they know how to scheme their best player open to get on the ball. Like, you know, deep, you know, San Francisco not dropping back Brock Purdy and making Debo beat one-on-one covers. They're using motion. They're getting them in the backfield. They just let them play, you know, the quarterback. They're moving them around the field to create mismatches. And I feel like mm-hmm. with, uh, with them getting McCaffrey, it's kind of like the why you see quarterback successful or not. Like Daniel Jones doesn't have any talent. They had a they had a deep running room last year, but they went like, okay, we got good running backs, but we need an elite like game changer running back. And McCaffrey, he's been he you know has been healthy, he's been balling out. And Dallas, man, I got Dak in that Josh Allen category, man. Like your team is built for a Super Bowl. You just gotta not shoot yourselves in the foot, man. Like you, Dak does it where he he'll have like a MVP type season, and everybody's like, oh, we this is our year, Cowboys. And then he go to the playoffs and have one touchdown, two interceptions, and a fumble. And you're just like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. So, you know, y'all let Zeke go because y'all believe in Tony Pollard, um, which I think is a fair move looking at it. Uh, it's a small sample size, but like the first four games so far, I would say Dallas won that uh, that exchange so far. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't know why CD Lamb hasn't. Um, Cause he, I don't know if he's a, if he's a volume type of guy, cause I'm looking at his numbers now against yeah. the Patriots. He had four catches for only 36 yards. That was his only touchdown. The Cardinals, he had four for 53, which they lost. That was an upset. Yeah. And then the Jets, he balled out. He had 11 for 143, but no touchdown. So it's like, yeah, are you allergic to the end zone, man? Like, what's going on? So I'm with you on that. Like, if you want to make, if you want to have your name in the categories with Justin Jefferson's and like these top, uh, uh what's the guy from uh, Cincy, Jamar Chase, and these elite level receivers, you got to find a way to get the ball in the end zone, man. Mike Evans and them. So. And, and that's my thing, too, and, and going back to that, man, I just feel like, okay, so when you 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 talked about the yardage, right, and this is mm-hmm. why I really, I'm, I'm like suspicious of Dallas, because that means that you're moving the ball, right? Point, but you're, you're only selling for field goals? We're only exactly. Selling, and that's my whole thing, like, if you're not getting into the end zone, and you're only settling for field goals, we both know that the season gets tougher as 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 it goes along, as you start mm-hmm. to and things like that, and I think that this is what killed Dallas last year in this game. They were every year in the playoffs. This this is their kryptonite. They they repeat the same formula. Like they have a great season. Their defense is built to for playoff football. With with uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons is a stud. Probably yeah. the, the I have him, and we can talk about this like later in, in the later podcast. But right now he's number two in my defensive player of the year uh, mentions. Number one is Antoine Whitfield Jr. Right now, that what that brother's doing, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, playing under Todd Bowles too as well. It was cool. I love Todd Bowles, man. They, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's my thing with with Dallas. And I think another thing too that I'm kind of really starting to worry about. One of the things I've circled is that Tony Pollard. You know, thus far he's got 311 yards. Thus far he's only averaging about 77.8. Uh, he does have two house calls as well. But, you know, they moved on from Ezekiel Elliott, and I think they were thinking that they were going to see some major gains quite early in this one. Um, what are your thoughts thus far on the running game? Because Dallas is usually traditionally dominated in the running. I know that they've had some injuries up front, and I honestly think that if Dallas were to somehow upset San Francisco, they're going to have to move some people up front. They're going to have to push it down San Francisco's throat. Nobody's really been able to push it down San Francisco's throat. Yeah. Um, 
Do, do you think that's a for Dallas, or, or is that just totally out the window? No, I mean, it, like, look, like I said, Dallas has um, is prime for it. To, their team is built for like playoff success, so they they can match up well against San Francisco, in my opinion. It just really just comes down to can da- Dallas man, uh, their old line is built for running, man. And I don't, I'm with you. Like those two house calls kind of inflated Pollard's numbers a little bit. Yeah. Then who do you have behind him though? You know, that's that was the one thing about when Zeke and uh Pollard's rookie year, everybody's like, Man, we should give Pollard more touches, we should give him more touches, more looks. And um Deuce Vaughn, I mean, he you know, he hasn't really been a non factor, so it's like Yeah, yeah. You don't really have and then like Pollard, like you said, and it and it goes back to just like what we were talking about earlier in the segment about like the wide receivers and stuff like that. Yeah. When you're when you when you're the when you're having success as a, as a backup and now you're the main guy, defenses are are targeting you for in game plans. They're like, all right, we're number twenty at. We gotta we gotta load the boss. He likes to run between the tackles. You know, Fred Warner and all them boys gonna be uh, uh, Drake Greenlaw is gonna be uh, clogging the middle. So, how do you get yourself open to make your quarterback's job easier so Dak can hit those play actions and CD Lamb and honestly. Looking at the tape on CD, he he's better in the slot than he is an outside guy, and I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of with you on that where he's like he's not there yet. He's a good like second tier. He's not in the top tier with uh, Jefferson because Jefferson, if you look at him, it don't matter where you line him up, the X, the Y, the slot, the backfield, he's gonna get the ball. He's gonna get open. He's gonna take it to the house. Same thing with Jamar. So yeah, they gotta figure out a way to get the ball in the end zone. I'm with you on that, and it starts with um because. I would say, like, the, the game plan for Dallas to win this game is to let their defense, you know, do what they do and don't turn the ball over. Run the ball, keep that defense, the, the 49ers defense on the field, gas them out, and just keep – because if you, if you give Debo Samuels, Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk, my, my boy Kittle, man, if he stays healthy this year, that boy, he's like, y'all must have forgot about me, so I'm about to remind you. He's probably like – his run blocking is like – it's better to me than Kelsey's run blocking, but like he reminds me a little bit of Gronk, where he's like he he loves it when he gets his hands on you. He he moves you like he's like moving furniture, so he opens those lanes up. Yeah, man. And you mentioned Brandon Ayuk, and he's one of the X factors in this game. Mm-hmm. And why I actually have San Francisco picked in this one because Brandon Ayuk thus far is having his best career year. He's averaging 106 yards um, per game. Uh, he's also got two house calls already. Uh, This guy has been all over the highlight reel. I loved him ever since he's coming out of Arizona State. And I think because he opens it up and he's going to uh, take Diggs, basically Diggs is going to have to get assigned to him. I think that's going to open it up for Debo Samuels. I'm not sure. Oh, you don't think they're going to put Diggs on Debo? You think they're going to put him on uh, Brandon? Well, either way, you got to give up something. And so I think that even if you do that, then you got to ask yourself, okay, can Micah Parsons stick with, McCaffrey's like that mm-hmm. because he's going to be running at him not only as a runner but he's also going to be coming out of the backfield yeah now, I will say Michael or Micah Parsons is basically the second coming of Lawrence Taylor I get that yeah but I, I just question like with those two star players on the defense I just think that if San Francisco's clicking which I think they are they're going to run the football which means the clock is going to pound and I think they're going mm-hmm. to pound out Dallas and I like them in this one. I think that this game is like a 20 to 17 game. It is close. Uh, I think that if it, it it comes down to the clutch, I think San Francisco has that clutch gene in them. I think Dak Prescott would find a way to throw it away in the clutch. And and just the last point, I got I got the Niners winning too. I got it 24-21. Um but 
I just feel like Brock Purdy knows who he is and he doesn't hurt his team. And that, yeah. that was the, that was one of the biggest things about Brady is like he never never put his team in bad positions where you had like Brett Favre, you had like the 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 gunslingers and stuff like that, right? But I need Dak to just like you you know Brock Brock understands I got Christian uh, behind me, I got Debo, I got Brandon George Kittle. I just don't have to play outside of myself. And yeah. and that's not a knock on Brock's game. You know, that's not saying he can't go out there and throw for 400 yards, three touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just saying, like, why do I have to when I got all these weapons around here? I'm going to let them, you know, I'm going I'm to make it easy for them, put the ball where they can catch it and run and rack up them yak yards. So Dak needs to understand that. And, like, instead of throwing into, like, the middle of the field with, like, three linebackers in the safety covering, you know, some uh, C.D. Lamb or Dalton uh, Schultz, just, just dump it down to Tony Pollard. Just take, take the checkdowns, man. You know, it's all right. Live to fight another play. Yeah, and absolutely. I think Dalton Schultz has moved on to. He's with the Texans now. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Who is their tight end? Let me see. I got the dumpy. Oh, they got Jake Ferguson, the rookie. That's right. Their rookie uh, fourth rounder that they drafted. Okay. Yeah. So good points, man. Moving forward to our next game, man. It is going to be, I believe it is the Titans and the Colts here. Let's bring this up. We got here. Yeah. All right. So yeah, as we bring that graphic up, guys, sorry about the the uh brief pause here on the graphic, but we can go ahead and start to talk about that, man. It's gonna be the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts, man. Um, as we go ahead and get ready to bring that graphic up, Devontae. Um Anthony Richardson has been seller. I, I talked to you about Anthony Richardson. I think he reminds me a lot of Robert Griffin III when yeah. he played for Washington as a rookie. Um, the, the scary thing about that is RG3 III, as I remember being a Washington fan, is he was a bit more of a passer. Um, mm -hmm. And, I mean, he was able to dissect the defense up. That system was amazing. He had Pierre Gosson out there. Um, they were making plays. Garcon. Yeah, Garcon. Garcon. That's my boy. Yeah, he had Garcon out there, man. He had Alfred Morrison, man. So he had a little bit more of a supporting cast. What scares me about Anthony Richardson, man, is he has already been knocked out of two football yeah. games with mm. concussions. All right. Yeah. So that, 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 that is really – look, I get the – we talked about competitiveness before, too. The kid competes his tail off. Yeah. I just have a real issue with Anthony Richardson staying healthy. Uh, he's going against a seasoned Titan team. This is a a a, a inner conference battle. We talked yeah, about it's be this. physical. It, it, it's going to be physical. I like the Titans, man. The way Derrick Henry ran last week, he threw, mm -hmm. he ran. Uh, I like the Titans in this one. Where are you leaning this far? I am. Uh, I'm actually surprised with that. I'm actually going to, for the Colts because they brought. Uh, they signed my boy today, three years, forty-two million dollar contract. He should be. Act I don't know if they're going to activate him for uh, Sunday's game. I don't know if there's like a rule set or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, man. But I'm loving, man. Like you said, unfortunately he's been injured. But I'm looking at the numbers, man. Richardson, since you know the games he played, he got 479 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And the reason I'm picking the Colts to win it is because Tannehill's man, he's nah, two touchdowns, four interceptions, uh, a 74.9 QBR rating. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, 
-hmm. This is another team where you have like everything is primed for y'all playoff success with with the king in the backfield, Derrick Henry, the workhorse, and then um, you know your defense is 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 flying all around. You got Kevin Byard in the in the safety in the backfield. You know, it, it's just like quarterback play. Tannehill's in that that Dak Prescott range where he's he's hurting his team more than he's helping them. So just be like a Brock Purdy man. Just manage the game. Be like Alex Smith and. So I do have uh I do have uh, the Colts winning this one. Um, it is at home. I do like uh, Shaquille Leonard. That's that's one of my favorite linebackers, man. He he's all over the field. Uh, DeForest Buckner, man. Y'all, I remember when they got him from San Francisco. I was like, why would y'all trade him? And he every year he shows them like y'all should have kept me there. We could have won a Super Bowl already right there. So he's trying to bring one home to Indy. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love what you talked about. So you like the Colts in this one. Right? I got the Colts winning this one, yeah, even even if uh, JT doesn't play. And I will say this, too, to add it with Anthony Richardson. Like I said, it's just the health for me. But Richardson is the first rookie quarterback in NFL history to record four rushing touchdowns in his first three games there. Uh, just crazy. to kind of throw it out there in a hysterical uh, standpoint. He also is the first rookie quarterback to tally one rushing touchdown in three consecutive games since Jameis Winston. All right, what? I didn't, I didn't know Mr. 30 for 30 had that kind of stat line. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Since Jameis Winston, my man. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's the youngest player in the Super Bowl era with multiple passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns in a single yeah. game. And this is all according to NFL researchers. So, look, I mean, the, the historical thing, it, it it's trending in the right way. I just don't know if my man will stay on the field. And the funny thing about it is when he was drafted, I remember um, Todd McShay and all these guys were talking about it. They said, look, if this is a situation where if you draft Anthony Richardson and yeah. you're a GM and you hit on it, you're going to look really, really good. If you're a GM and you did not draft him, you're going to get fired. Right. <laughs> and if you drafted him and he doesn't do well, you're going to yeah, get fired. Gonna get so fired. Like yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. But <laughs> it looks like the better is coming out of, mm -hmm. of with the Colts. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to see that, you know, the Colts have actually found another franchise quarterback. It looks like. Yeah, they definitely found their guy. You know, and, and this is special for them because this is something that they haven't had since Andrew Luck left. And before that, mm -hmm. hey, Manny. So you're trending well. You do have a good running back. You said that he's been signed to a new deal. So appreciate that with the yeah. breaking news here. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like where you're going. I, I just like the Titans barely in this one. I just think that their season, they've been there. They yeah. just got a good one last week. Uh, I think that Coach uh, Verba uh, is really got a good game plan here for the Colts. I think he's going to make Anthony Richardson uncomfortable. I don't really believe in Alex Pierce. Um, I'm not a real big fan of Pittman out there at wide receiver coming. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, I was going to actually talk about that. He's so scary to me. I had him on my my uh, fantasy football team last year, and it's just like, man, he's just he's been on a bad offense. And I was going to say with Indy, they needed to get this deal done because traditionally, not only have the Colts been able to find a franchise running back, but they are a franchise quarterback, but they've also got the running backs that have historically been good. Peyton Manning has had Edgar and James, um, you know, Andrew Luck. 
when he yep. played, you know, he also had a pretty good running back play as well. Um, and then you're looking here, another situation where that running back play takes uh, form in Indiana, Indiana, where you need to have a Jonathan Taylor on the field to open up that play action and make it a little bit easier for him to go down the field. So, um, yeah. again, man, this is it's looking good for the coach trending well. I just don't know if it's going to be enough time for this week. I got the Titans winning this one. In an ugly one, I think this is a muddy yeah. game. I think this is 17-14. Yeah, I got the Colts winning this one, 20-14. But um, and also, we, we were talking about the Jaguars. All of these teams in this in the AFC um, – what division is that? AFC South, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them are 2-2 two and two right now. So, you know, now's the time to win, you know. And, I, and like, with the concussions, I'm not, as, I'm not as worried as you just yet. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's more because when he scrambles, it was kind of like the RG3 thing. You got to know yeah. how to slide. You got to get yeah. down. Um, you got to learn how to slide and, and don't, you know, this isn't college. You're not, I mean, he's 6'4", 245, but he's not built like Cam Newton was. Cam was a tank, man. And mm-hmm. I'm with you. I put him in that Justin Fields uh, range where, you know, you, and I'm, and I'm glad the Colts are using him and not hindering him like the Bears are doing the Fields. Uh, letting him use his legs, create space, create opportunities. I do wish um, it'll be amazing if the Colts can somehow get a uh, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft next year if they trade up or whatever. But yeah, if you can get go get Anthony Richardson, like like what basically the Colts need to follow the uh, the Bengals blueprint. They already the only difference is they already have their offensive line intact. The Bengals didn't. Everybody yeah. thought they should have took a tackle at that position. They took Jamar Chase. Yeah, everybody questioned it. That same year they made the Super Bowl. So you know what I mean. So yeah. Yeah, I got the Colts winning this one. Um, that defense is still elite, in my opinion. Um, I love Kenny Moore and stuff like that. He's an underrated uh, corner, in my opinion. Um, yeah, man, and I don't know if Jonathan is going to play this game or what, but they still have Trey Sermon from the 49ers. Uh, he's a good – he's been good for them. So, yeah, if Richardson can just stay uh, stay in this game, man, I, he's been playing good. He's starting to find his uh, range. I got him and Stroud right now as my offensive rookie of the year right now. Stroud is, is leading, of course, because Richardson's been hurt. But – yeah, I was going to say right now, uh, and we'll talk about that in, in the surprises. So I don't want to spoil it, but right now I, I am with you with the, the C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Let, let's go on to the next game. Uh, so next up here, um, after the Colts and the Titans here, let's bring it up. Let us go into the Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. Have a, a graphic up here for you in moments. Man, Philadelphia coming in 4-0 against the Rams, who are surprisingly 2-2. I am more actually surprised with what the Rams have found because it looks like they have found Cooper Cup Jr. Cooper Cup, baby. And what's funny about it is Cooper Cup is making his appearance for the first time coming off a hamstring this week. That's going to be interesting to see. That's why I'm like, I had to throw this game up. I'm like – you can sleep on the two and two Rams, but uh, suddenly I'm starting to salivate at the mouth. They're starting to look sexy over here in LA. And I, I don't know if you want to start getting on the bandwagon now. Like Drake would say, you might want to get yeah. behind the bandwagon, man, because the Rams, yeah, look, man, they made a trade. They, they freed up their running back situation. Um, the passing game, if they can keep Stafford up, mm-hmm. I, I think that they got a chance here to, to, to possibly upset the Eagles. They haven't looked as crisp as yeah. as they have last year on their Super Bowl run just yet. Right. I know we're you know just five games in, right, um, right. But I, I got this as an upset upset alert. 
Oh, nice. For this game. Yeah, man. I'm 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 really like you. I'm curious to see Cup. Um, because I'm looking at uh Nakua's uh numbers right here. Yeah. In the first, like three games. Yep. Uh nine for one sixty-three against the Colts, five for seventy-two against the Bengals, and fifteen for one forty-seven. But yeah. I'm like you, I'm looking at this now and I'm like, okay, you're getting all these yardage, but you know, you're not able to put in the end zone. Cup. He got in there last week. He did get in last yeah. week for the overtime, yeah, so, overtime win against the Colts last week. Exactly. Yeah. So that was uh that was good. So I want to see him uh be able to turn these yardage into more touchdowns. That would be uh that would be fun. But yeah, man, Stafford looks healthy, man. You know, Cam Akers, they they're looking good. And if they can get the upset, man, they're three and two. You know, everybody everybody was ready to write these this team off. Aaron Donald's gonna retire. It was all these these rumors during the offseason. And I'm with you, man. I don't know what's been going on with the Eagles right now, but I don't know if it's a Super Bowl loss hangover, but they have been looking sluggish. My Patriots should have beat them in the yeah. opener. You know, they the, each game, the only game I say that they, they didn't really struggle was against the Buccaneers. But even then, Hurts looked bad. He had two interceptions. He had a fumble. Yeah. I mean, the Buccaneers uh, didn't play bad. They probably could have got a win in that one. So I don't know why the Eagles looking like they are, but, hey, kudos to them. They're still getting the win. Um, I got my, – my, my heart wants to go with Puka Nakua because I like, I like those Cinderella stories. I like the Brock Purdy stories, uh, like the – Come out of nowhere, like making a scene. Um, that's what I want to pick, but I got the Eagles winning this one, like thirty-one to twenty-one. So thirty-one twenty. I, you know what? I think it's going to be a lot closer than what it, it it seems to be. I do have it being a high-scoring game. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting contests out there, um, be, just because Sean McVay. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Eagles too as well. They like to run fast break offenses. I yeah. think both offenses are going to come at you. I think both offenses are going to utilize the running backs a lot more, uh, especially with uh, Karen Williams here. Um, and then you also too have DeAndre Swift, who is having a career year. Yeah, um, I'm actually surprised by that. That's one of my, yeah, I know it's a segment later, but yeah. I, yeah, and we could talk about that a little bit later, but I think that he's having a career year. The problem with the Eagles, going back to what you're saying, is they're only 16th as far as defense is concerned. They're giving up 22 points a game. I thought with those draft picks that they had with Carter, um, the young man that they brought over from San Francisco on the defensive line, uh, they still have Fletcher Cox there. Yeah. They still have Bradbury back there. I thought that they were going to be a lot more tougher defensively and cause yeah. a lot more turnovers. And I think that this is where the Eagles have struggled. They only have 11 sacks on the year, which is 16th. And right. they've only got two takeaways as far as interceptions, which is 20th in the league out of, right. out of uh, 31 teams. So uh, that right there has really scared me. I thought that the defense was going to be the better part. And I think that that's why they struggled. You know, you look at what happened against Washington, where Sam Howell was able to climb back into the game. Your Patriots were able to keep it close as well. They were able to kind of get yeah. some things done. Um, so I think that that's really what it's going to come down to. Can the Rams mm-hmm. exploit the Philadelphia Eagles defense, which it looks yeah. vulnerable? I hate to say that because I'm like, no, hey, I, that's, don't don't hate to say it because that's yeah. exactly what, what it was last year. That was yeah, their that, kryptonite. It, it's vulnerable. It is vulnerable. Yeah. And like you can there's yards to be had here. And that's yeah, one true. thing that the Rams do do is they 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 do get yards because Sean McVay mm-hmm. has has had that in his history. He's able to draw up plays and schemes. Yeah, and get it done. The he can get his players open. Yeah, the defense has has kind of gone downhill as they invested all this money into um, Donald and then also to Stafford. Like they lost yeah. a lot of people, right? Because they invested so much money and went all in for that Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Now that that's over, defensively they're hurting. Somehow they've got a gift here with this rookie wide receiver. You pair that with Cooper Cub, yeah. suddenly it becomes a team that it's like, okay, maybe they're like Kansas City 2.0 where they were outscoring you. They can't necessarily stop you, and they're just thinking, yeah. just give me the ball last. Um, so if it comes down to that, the Rams really have a legit chance to do it against the Eagles because the, the Washington just proved they could do it. They get, they went right down the field, took themselves in overtime, and really had that um, McLaurin catch been called inbounds. Which oh, I, think no, no. I, I think Washington would have won that game. But we'll see, yeah. though, if they live this week on yeah. the road. I like the Eagles in this one slightly. I think that this is going to be a 34-30 contest. That, that's what yeah. The only reason why I picked the Eagles was because I'm just like, who who does the the Rams have on defense to stop AJ Brown? Just by that, you know, we're not even talking about Devontae Smith, Zach Ertz, or DeAndre Swift. But if you, I'm looking at the Eagles games, man, yeah, they they won 25 to 20 against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. They won 34 28 against the Vikings, and then th- they had the blowout win against the uh, Bucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, your 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 Commanders had them on the ropes, man, and they they snuck out, they snuck away with it, man. I just I just chalked it up to a young Sam Howell and stuff like that's that's an experience he's going to learn that he's going to grow from but i can see the rams doing it uh the only way i can see the rams winning is if they find a way to contain aj brown early and often um and stop deandre swift cuz you know i feel like the eagles have a better i'm with you that their defense is more like uh acceptable to like big plays but i just think the eagles defense has a little bit more on their on their side of the field than the rams to get the win I agree with you, man. So the next up, let's talk about our teams here. Let's talk about the Saints and those New England Patriots, man. Uh, We talked about it a little bit off the rip of the show. Um, Man, I'm not really a fan of either team's quarterback. Let me me start there because, okay, I know that there was a lot made with Derek Carr coming over from the Raiders. I thought he was going to unlock it, okay, Chris Alave's had a pretty good year. I wasn't the sole believer in Michael Thompson at the wide receiver position. I thought that they were going to be great at the running back, considering that they have Jamal Williams, who just had a career year with Detroit that came over. And then they were going to get Alvin Kamari back. And low-key, they literally struggled to score like 15 points a game. And and I'm like, how does this happen? You know, you went out and addressed it a little bit, and you got the patchwork in that quarterback, you thought that that was going to be the answer because you had Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. You're still struggling to score points. Um, you know, you gave up an 18-0 lead against Jordan Love and the Packers. Yeah, that was yeah, that was hard that, to watch. That, that's a heartbreaker, right? And then now, yeah. you know, you look on the other side of the ball with the Patriots. I'm not mm-hmm. sold on Mac Jones. I've said several mm-hmm. times on the show that they probably should have got Trey Lance. Um, and going after that because they've already went and got Cam Newton. I think maybe Trey Lance could have been maybe the yeah. little brother understudy of, of Cam Newton, perhaps the way he looked in college. I don't know. But I think that he would have been a better fit right now because I just don't know historically with the Patriots. When you look at Tom Brady, Tom Brady won games and he won them a lot with just situational football. Mm-hmm. Jones does not play good situational football. Mm-hmm. And I, I will give him credit with Julian Edelman. And we talked about this maybe off camera in the green room a little bit. He has alluded to the fact that he's had different offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a legit number one. I, I, I get it. 
Yeah. Let me get Rick Pitino out there and say, look, Julian Edelman, Randy Moss, uh, Dante Stallworth, they're not um, what is doing right now. I, I understand that, but at some yeah. point, you were drafted at the one spot. You're supposed to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Make sense of this one, man, because I don't like this game. I think this is going to be one of the worst games played, honestly. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we can honestly have a whole segment of all the bad picks uh, Belichick has done because that year, uh, 2018, yeah, we took Sony Michelle. Oh, yeah. And then the next pick yeah. was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So we could have had our quarterback of the future. And it, it, oh. we can, I literally can go an hour rant of all the draft, the, the great players we passed up on for the people. Yeah. Um, we took Nikhil. Oh, my God. No, that's another thing. <laughs> but don't you go get me started. But I, I'm with you. Uh, and I will give I will because I, I was never big on Mac. I know that was the rumors because we had the 10th pick year or no, the 15th pick that year. I believe that was like the highest draft pick we had since the Brady Belichick era. Um, A lot made about that pick. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody was talking about, oh, Mac Jones. Mac. I'm like, please don't go with Mac Jones. And, I, and like I knew I, I was like. Belichick and Saban have like a, a friendship. I'm fine with that, but don't let it inter, don't let it uh, interfere with your, your. You know, good and well, that wasn't the best pick to take. I'm with you, and I have a buddy. Uh, shout out to Josh. Uh, me and him were Patriots fans, and we was talking about that during the draft. We was like, bro, we need to trade up to get Lance. Man, Lance is falling down the draft boards, yeah. and um, yeah, dude. And it's like I went. I I will. I never was sold on Mac Jones. Let me let me just put that on record. But yeah. last year. There's no excuse. You got Matt Patricia, who never coached offense in the NFL setting before, calling offensive plays for your young quarterback. Just you're just ruining his brother's career. Um, and I'm with Julian on that one, man. Like that was the whole that was the whole issue with Brady and Belichick. Brady traded, he cut Antonio Brown that year. He traded all the talent. Yeah. He basically, basically, uh, I remember that game when we played the Titans and we just got destroyed. And that was Brady's last game as a Patriot. So he couldn't even go out on a win because the coach was jealous and envious of him. And then yeah. the following year, he goes to Tampa and wins the Super Bowl during the, during the pandemic. So with, I, with, I, with Antonio Brown. <laughs> that part. Yeah. So <laughs> with, like, uh, <laughs> with, with, with the guy you cut too. You, yeah. And Gronkowski. Yeah. So, but I, I got the Saints winning this one. Um, uh, I, I want the pay, my Patriots to win uh, for two reasons. One, the Patriots fan, of course. But I'm a Baker supporter, and he's in Tampa Bay. So, you know, they're on a bye week this week. So if the Patriots can help the Bucks out and, and play spoiler for the Saints, that will be, that'll be good. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I mean, I got the Patriots winning this one. It's in New England. They always play good at home for some reason, um, better than the road. But I'm looking for Zeke to get – Zeke and Ramondre to get a lot of carries. I feel like they're going to they're gonna treat Mac Jones like Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Play good – and I, I was gonna say play good defense, but Matthew Judon is out for the season. Christian Gonzalez, who was a stud um, rookie, he was in the top uh, runners for defensive rookie of the year before his injury. So, yeah, and I talk about that. I mean, pretty much, you know, the the Patriots now, man, are playing with people that uh, essentially they just found right outside the stadium right now. You know, <laughs> I mean, essentially, you lost everybody last week. Yeah, and pretty much. I can I can see Coach Belichick out there right now in front of Foxborough. Did you want to play corner? Did you want to right. play linebacker? Because we need somebody. It right, is, right. Like I, I think that that's where the Patriots are at right now, man. And you know, I'm going to talk terrible about my team too, as well, man. But you know, just looking at this, 
the Patriots are averaging 13.8 points a game. And oh, my goodness. The Saints averaging 15.5 a game. So that's why I'm like, this game is going to be – and if the weather is terrible, okay, mm-hmm. out there, it's going to be interesting, man. And, like, both teams are giving up 103 yards respectively, 103 for the Saints, 101 yards for – uh, the Patriots, so they're 11th and 12th, respectively. Um, yeah. Both teams not very good at getting to the quarterback. Uh, not at all. Judon was our best pass rusher, and now he's out for the season. So, yeah. I mean, Jelani Tavai is, is serviceable. You know, I mean, I like Christian Barrymore, our, our D tackle. You know, we got Jabril Peppers. So I really think um, – and also, too, a lot of a lot of people were talking about the, the Saints and Bucks game, how healthy was Derek Carr, because I know you – you alluded to it in the opening segment of uh of this topic of Jameis Winston. Before that injury, Jameis was playing good. He had what 16 touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over. They was looking like a good playoff team, and then he went out, got injured. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know, so now you bring Derek Carr in, you're thinking, okay, we yeah, you know, I'm sure everybody in the Saints building thought, oh, this is an upgrade for us. So we, you know, we got everything else. We got a great defense, the Mario Davis and uh Cameron Jordan. I don't know how they're Keep, they keep turning back the clock, but these brothers are just going after it, man. And like you got Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing to see that. So, I mean, I don't know. It it, it goes back to what you were saying. Who can get to the quarterback first? It, could it be um you know the Saints? I think the Saints have a better unit because you still got um like you said you got uh, Cam Jordan there, you got Demario Davis there, the back you got your corners. You know, I think they're more healthier too. Yeah, Lattimore, man. Yeah, you got Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger there. So yeah. can they get in Mac Jones's head? You know, he's already he already lost confidence. His coaches don't believe in him. He knows that the fan base is losing hope in him. And um, <laughs> I feel bad for the dude because I, I never I never wanted him to come there. I, I knew he didn't have the skill set to to take uh, take yeah. after the GOAT and Brady. Yeah. Um, and then it doesn't help that you I mean, come on now, man. Like even Patrick Mahomes couldn't make Devontae Parker look good. You got Juju Smith trash over there, man. Hunter Henry, I'm just like, I don't know how you got that contract, brother. It's just looking terrible, man. They All those players on this roster right now swindle Belichick out of that money. So I give them credit for getting that bag. But these boys out here, only only offensive player that I like is Ramondre and uh, Zeke, man. So Yeah. And, and let me throw this out there, too, as, as I get ready to make the prediction and we move on to the next one. Ramondre Stevenson is – for he's my guy okay like mm-hmm. i pick him up in fantasy he's on my roster right now if you have an opportunity to get him i think you get him he can be a bell cow back he catches the yep. ball out of the backfield like he's an everything guy yeah uh, i agree is he's like saquon barkley in the sense that he is your everything guy and it's like once you take him out of the equation then where do you go um one stat that i will throw up here that i i'm leaning towards the saints winning this game the saints are fourth in the entire league with interceptions like they have got five yeah. interceptions on the year versus the pats who have got one if they're able to generate pressure up front on a quarterback that we have both of us have just talked about as being yeah. questionable yeah it looks like i think that the saints have a fairly good chance in winning this one because their back half is going to pick you off. Their front half is going to put Mac Jones into rest all day long. Yeah. Um, and if they get behind, obviously they're going to have to throw the football. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. out of it. So mm-hmm. I like, I like the saints in this one. I don't think that they score past 17 points. I'm giving them like a, a, a 16 to 10 win in this one. Okay. I, I, I can see that. 
I can see that. And I, I forgot to mention that we did trade. Uh, I don't know why we traded for him, but we got J.C. Jackson back from the Chargers. So he should, um, you know, Jonathan Jones is a good slot corner. I like him. I always, I always liked his play. Yeah. So if if I'm with you, man, if 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 we can't come out running the ball effectively with yeah. Ramondre and Zeke, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. It's going to be a long day for Mac because now, like you said, if we get behind, we're in passing situations. Those, honestly, if I was the Saints, I would play man all game. I wouldn't even, because your receivers are not scaring me. If your receivers beat my corners, I would give, I would tip my hat off to you because I'm just like, I don't respect their, their, their breakaway speed. I don't respect their ability to get off the ball quickly enough for Mac to see, to have an open shot. And, you know, if I'm the Saints, I'm pinning my ears back and I'm just going hunting. So. Yep. And you know what? I, I have a special I, – I got the guy right now. I guarantee you if we could sign this guy right now, it would change the Patriots season. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I'm ready. Who, show me who you got. This guy. <laughs> that From my hometown, Randy. Mr. Come Randy. on, Randy. Come back, baby. Balls. That's what Come on, I'm sorry. Look, if you're a Patriots fan and you're watching this, you need to go get this guy. This is the only way you're going to turn the season around. Okay, Matt? man, you have, you got my hopes up for nothing, bro. I really thought you was going to give me somebody that's, that can do something. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm yeah. Blasting you back to the past. Man. No, the good old days, 07, baby. Now, let me go ahead and roast my team, man. Giving up the, 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 the Bears, giving the Bears their first win of the year. They're now one and four. They made Justin Fields look like um, a, a pro bowler for the last seven seasons out there. Yeah. Picked this apart before. Man, the, the Bears get their first win. They're off winless island here. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Howe didn't look terrible. But right. at the same token, Washington, when I went back and looked at this tape and reviewed the game, they didn't even score till like late in the second or first quarter. Yeah, they, they took a while. And it was surprising because this is what my real issue with Washington is. And I know that I've talked about it with you before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just that the culture, I know it's still shifting. I know that they're under new ownership. But this reverts back to a lot of what Washington fans have been frustrated with. How do you come out, put up 31 against the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. in a situation right now where you can't even put up points until late and then you give up 40? Yeah, and it's it's just like you said, man. Because if you look at their games, uh, they got blown out by the uh, the Bills, right? But yeah. if you beat the Eagles, you're sitting at three and two right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so your defense, you know, which Ron Rivera tips his hat off. That's that's his bread and butter right there. What, what's going on with that? Because you have you had the Eagles on their heels. Sam Howell played out of his mind, yeah. and then you know y'all, like you said. Justin Fields and them are going, it's like, it's abandoned ship. It's like the episode of SpongeBob where they were just like, everything was like SpongeBob's in his head. And everybody's like burning files and everybody's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And, you know, you got Justin Fields questioning coaching. It's the coach's fault. Claypool out there. Yeah. yeah, you're they're in complete turmoil right now. And you let them come in and put 40 points on you. He had like a 300-yard passing game for four tutties. No yeah. interceptions, no turnovers. So, yeah. You know, I gotta I gotta put the blame on the on y'all defense, man, because I think well, offensively, y'all gotta y'all gotta address that running issue, man. I don't know. I thought Robertson was gonna be the like take that next step in, yeah. in the league talks. Um, but he's kind of taking a step back actually. So this is your team. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you rant about that. Like what what do you see? Why why is this happening and what can they do to change it? 
Man, I, I love the fact that you 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 talked about it with me in the green room about the running back situation. I think that that is a, a real thing here. I thought that they've been playing musical chairs there. Is mm -hmm. it Brian Robinson? Is it going to be uh, Gibson? Who do you want? Like, who yeah. do you trust? Is it Antonio Gibson? Is it Brian Robinson? And also, too, you're putting this pressure on Sam Howell, who is a young quarterback. He yeah. threw the football 51 times. Anytime, anybody who's listened to my show, I have always told you that it, not even Patrick Mahomes, I believe, has many games where he throws for 51 times. And right. they're the most pass-happy team in the league. Yeah. Usually, if they're pretty balanced, I mean, maybe 30, 40 is getting up there 51 times. Yeah, it's unreal, yeah. Questionable, man. You know, for a guy who's just coming in, and I, I give Sam Howell a lot of credit. He did throw for 388. He had two touchdowns. He did throw an INT, yeah. but he did keep his rating at 99.1. Um, so I don't really fault the interception, like I said, when you're trying to make plays like that. Yeah, you're trying to come back, right, yeah. You know what I mean? So, And he's really unlocked the wide receiver room. But, man, what are we doing here on the defensive end? You know, Chase Young, it was, are we trading Chase Young? What are we yeah. doing in the back half? And I don't like the fact that Washington has given up big chunk plays. This has been an issue with mm -hmm. Washington since Rivera has been there. Um, yeah. and it is shocking considering yeah, that they had good linebacker play at Carolina. They had great cornerback play with Josh Norman back there. They were able to play that cover two, cover three scheme successfully. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why uh, Coach Rivera hasn't been able to really put that out there. So, I just think that, like you're saying here, you make a great point. They've got to run the football and take a lot of pressure off of Sam Howell. Sam Howell has proven that he will make the plays necessary. He's just not like a, a, a Tom Brady, a Joe Montana. He's not like a Joe Burrow where it's like you give him the ball and you let him eat up teams like that. We're not designed for that. That's not the way that the enemy has he doesn't necessarily have those groceries in the kitchen to cook like that yet. This is yeah. one for him. So that's that's what's really a, a thing for me. I think he still wants to go out there and get him some more receivers to go with him, perhaps like another tight end, just like he had with Kelsey. Right. He, yeah. he, he showed that ability to get Logan Thompson going in this one. I think he's going to need a little bit of that. Um, and then he's going to want to kind of eat you up in the middle of the field and go deep down the field. It's kind of what Kansas City does a lot of. Um, but. Look, they're still in this thing. Uh, another win here. I think they're back to 500. I think yeah. they get there, even though they looked horrific on prime mm -hmm. time here. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I mean, they do have to address the running game and they've got to figure out how to eliminate big plays. I, they're just getting blitzed in big plays. Yeah. Well, I, I like what you I like what you brought up, though, because it's like I don't think it's talked about enough um, with Ron Rivera, because I remember that year. Uh, this was the same year that uh, Brady won the Super Bowl. but Taylor Heineke, man, when when y'all made the playoffs that that year, y'all defense was elite, man. And yeah. it's like it's like each year y'all defense take a step back. And I'm looking at y'all roster. Yeah, you got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne in the middle, who are two young great D tackles. You got Chase Not Young right. on the edge, like you said. Yeah, um, Montez Sweat. Yeah. And I, I, I last year I really fell in love with Benjamin St. Juice, St. Yeah. Juice. Yeah, but it's like he's getting cooked this year, and it's like like you said, y'all keep allowing chunk plays. That's how the Eagles came back. They just kept yeah. coming. They just kept hitting Anto uh, Antonio Brown, <laughs> AJ Brown, yeah. and and Devontae Smith. And it's like they start eating. You know, yeah, they start eating. Yeah, your yeah. offense is putting you in positions to win. It's 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 not when you have a young great defense. You need a good running game to to, to complement them well, to complement that defense well. Yeah. But 
when it's just like you said, a young quarter. And Sam Howell, I I wasn't convinced on him, but you you know you talked up talked about him uh in the past with me before. He showed he honestly he's the only player right now that I can't blame. You know. Cause he, he's out there doing his thing. He's out there balling. He's out there. But like you said, you can't, whether you're a young or a vet quarterback, you can't put the ball in their hands 51 times. Um, that that's, that's a recipe for disaster. That means you're not, you're not ahead on the scoreboard and you're not doing what you need to do in uh, situational football. Yeah. And, and it, I love that point too. And I will, I have to retract what I said about Sam Howe. Cause I was like, I don't know if he can necessarily throw people open that game against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. If you look at what he did to throw yeah. Jahan Dotson open. Yeah, it was look, a beautiful watch, yeah. Man, he must have had change in his pocket because he dropped a dime. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't know if he could drop it. He dropped – I saw I, – look, if Sam Howell is listening like to it. the show, I want to apologize and say point taken. Yeah. He, he, he's working out there. So it's definitely not Sam Howell the way he was yeah, – I mean, what, what is Kendall Fuller doing, man? Y'all paid him all that money. You need to shut somebody down, man. Like, that's why they brought you there. Like – they haven't had a shutdown corner since Daryl Green, and that's way, way, yeah. way back in the day. I'm talking yeah. about or Champ Bailey now. Yeah, or Champ, yeah. Or, or Champ Bailey, who they traded away. But Daryl. when y'all got Champ, he was because uh, he, he was out of his prime, right? They got Champ early, so they drafted Champ. We traded him for Clinton Portis back in the day. So oh, that's right. He went to Denver, yeah. Superstars were traded straight up in the NFL was Champ Bailey for Clinton Portis, man. So – um, but yeah, man, they haven't had a real secondary threat since then. And by the time we got Josh Norman, I love Josh Norman as a person. Yeah, but he was watching. Uh, I, I, I support. I, I support. Did y'all have D'Angelo Hall too? We did have D'Angelo Hall, man. Yeah, that's coming out. Of, and I like Virginia Tech, and I love yeah. him. But it yeah, just, he was right. It just, man, it, man, oh man, it didn't work out, man. Yeah. So let me ask you this: as a as a as a Washington fan. Yeah. Give me your three keys for them to get back on, on the winning track and take over, take this division. Cause everybody had the Giants, the Eagles, and Cowboys. Nobody talked about your team. Yep. And in the first three weeks, your team was at the top. They unfortunately lost to the Bears. Now, what can they do to right the ship and get back on track? Well, the first thing that they've got to do is it's like we talked about before. Washington has got to run the football. Okay. So Washington has got to run the football and mm-hmm. they've got to keep defenses on the field and they've got to definitely make it to where they're shortening the down marker. So they've got yeah. to let Sam Howell look at third and four, third and five versus yeah. manage seven, the distance. Yeah. You know? So they've got to manage the distance. And I think that that comes down to simply getting nasty and getting in the mud. That's number one. That's what they have to do. Uh, number two, another thing they've got to do is they've got to shore up the secondary. Like you said before, yeah. look, they've got to have a bend, but not break kind of, kind of game there. I'm not saying that you're, you know, going all in, but, with the names that you've mentioned with, with Sweat and Young up front, like these guys and Jonathan Allen, the best de- sec- or defense in your secondary is a good pass rush up front. So yeah. these guys have got to generate pressure, make quarterbacks uncomfortable. And if our corners aren't that good, they're going to throw into some running. They're going to throw into some passing lanes and they're really going to make up for our corners not being as good. So perhaps you've got to lean on things that you can do well, and that's putting yeah. more pressure up front. All right. And then lastly, you know, somehow, some way, if you have to back out of man and you have to play more zone, a la what the Bills were able to do last week, if you look at the tape there, they took away a lot of throwing lanes 
to some of the best wide receivers in the league and historically the best offense in the league, you have to look at that tape and you have yeah. to tell yourself, okay, if we can't individually guard some people, we don't have Stefan Gilmore. We don't have Lattimore. We don't have yeah. Gates back here. Uh, we don't have Daryl Reeves. Fine. What can we do to shade coverages here? And can we fool some quarterbacks into some bad decisions or get yep. them into some favorable decisions there? You can't let your defenses get eaten up on long yard situations. Yeah. There. It's a backbreaker and a momentum killer there. You have got to make teams drive the length of the field, not one down. And then the next mm -hmm. thing you know, they've gone deep over the top for yeah, 30 yard pass and we're down to the 35. It's like, man, you're killing me right there. We yeah. cannot get momentum that way. So they've got to eliminate big plays. Yeah, and I, I I agree. I like those points. Um, I feel like too that is the difference between the Bills and the and the, the Commanders is ego and coaching. I yeah. I talk about that all the time with my friends about Belichick. I'm like he let his ego dictate too many of um too many things, and now we're suffering for it. Yeah, Ron Rivera has to realize, okay, we are getting cooked in man. We need to put the ego aside. Yeah, play zone. because yep. if if we can't generate pressure on man or blitzes. We have to generate coverage sacks, meaning our corners and our, our secondary is holding the receivers. The quarterback has nowhere to go. Now you get given Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jamin Davis, the linebacker. I, I liked him, man. I, I'm like, honestly, like, where are you at, bro? So, yeah, they got to write the ship, man, because I, I really like I like them as my dark horse out of the NFC East. Perfect, man. I, I Definitely. I'm, I'm hoping so, too, as a fan. But let's move yeah. on, man, to uh, other teams that we're wondering what the heck's going on. And that is the Jets and oh. the Broncos. I know you wanted to talk about this one. So this is the last game before we jump into um, hot fire here where we talk about the players and teams that have been surprised this year. But with the Jets and Denver, OK, I think it is fair to say that. I don't think Zach Wilson is the guy, but he, yeah. he showed me some signs. We'll give it away. <laughs> Wait a minute. He, he, I, I'm, I'm feeling on his neck and I'm feeling a pulse. Like I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a pulse. He looked pretty good last week out there. Like uh -huh. I mean, he made some incredible throws. I mean, Troy Aikman was on the broadcast with Joe. Yeah. And he was like, Hey, look, if he can play like that, the Jets uh -huh. can win some games. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he, Straight up looks like Aaron Rodgers out there right now, the way he was like dicing him up on the second half coming out of this thing. So I was like, yeah. okay, you know, you already got Brees Hall. You got some good running backs to go with. Love him, man. Brees yeah. Hall, oh, he's so good. Man, you got Garrett Wilson out there. Um, and I just think that this is going to be the survival of the fittest in this one. I like the Jets for a lot, just basically on the fact that they're less dysfunctional than Denver. I think that Denver has got a lot of issues. I think that the league personally has a vendetta against Sean Payton. I feel like a lot of people have bulletin board material up from what Sean Payton said as an analyst. Yeah. I feel like yeah. every time teams play them, they try to embarrass them. Yeah, um, I agree and, with that and point. And him as well. And I just feel like not that Russ is past his prime. But Russ is like throwing to me and you out there, right? Yeah. And we don't know the offense. We haven't played wide receiver. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. look, Jerry, Judy, and, and Sutton cannot stay on the field, along with Hamilton. Like, these guys can't stay healthy. Why do you keep running it back? Like, what, as the GM, what yeah. is telling you? I think it's John Elway. What makes you think yeah, running it back? Especially when Elway 
your main forte, you had Terrell Davis, but you also had terrific wide receiver plays. At one point, he had the three amigos back in the 80s. Don't forget, don't forget, my, don't forget Unc. He had Uncle Shay Shay on there too, man. Yeah, he, come on, man. <laughs> he, had, he had Sharp. Man, he, he has had some great wide receiver play, and it's like, dude, why do you not go out there and get some wide receivers? I don't understand this, man. Initially, yeah. my thoughts are I have the Jets winning this one. Like, I think that this is probably going to be like a, a – a, uh, maybe a man, maybe a fourteen to three game. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. About, I, I just don't know if Denver can put up. Yeah. Go, go, go with it. What you got? Yeah, so I'm with you. I got the Jets winning this. I don't honestly, I don't know what's going on with uh with Denver, man. It was like that was the whole, you know, Sean Payton. I agree with the bulletin board stuff. You 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 know, you put your foot in your mouth and you put a uh a target on your team's back now. But that defense has been abysmal, man. I, I mean, like, um. Uh, and I, and I like Judy, man. I like Judy coming out of college. I think he's one of the best route runners out of his yeah. draft class, if not the best. It's just – Of course. Yeah, he hasn't yeah, been able, yeah. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to do anything with it. I mean, yeah, granted, he had Teddy Bridgewater water thrown to him last year. I mean, uh, uh, his rookie year. But last year he had Russell. Russell had a bad year, you know. Yeah. Um, and then this year, it's just like you said, him and Sutton just can't, just can't seem to get it together. But, yeah, yeah I – I got the Jets winning this one, man. I probably got them winning. I don't know. I think it's a low-scoring game, too. Um, the Broncos did get a win, so I'm just like, maybe maybe that's the the driving force to ignite this 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 thing. I don't know. We're going to see. But I got the Jets winning. If Zach Wilson can just be like Brock, be like Brock Purdy, uh, Zach Wilson, you got to – I think the Jets have the best defense in the, in the NFL right now. They're young. They're, they're fast. My boy Sauce Gardner is doing good. Um, I, and I like that pickup that they got of Jordan Whitehead from Tampa Bay. He has been a ball hawk so far, and like I, I love their, um, I love Garrett Wilson too. They have everything, man. They got a good old line if they can stay healthy. That that is a question for Mackay Becton, but I love Brees Hall, Dalvin. Um, not yeah, they got Dalvin Cook right. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. Um, he hasn't been he hasn't been uh, what I thought he was be. I thought Dalvin Cook was going to be what DeAndre Swift was for uh, is for Philadelphia. I thought Dalvin Cook was going to come in here. Catch the ball out the backfield. They'll put him in a slot, use him in motion. You, but he just ain't. He's showing his age right now, and this it seems like Minnesota won that trade or uh, deal. Yeah, I agree, man. As we move forward here um, into the last segment, man, I I definitely agree with you. We both agree that the Jets are actually going to win uh, this particular contest. So let me just move quickly here, man, uh, before we wrap up, man. And that is the players that you think or teams that are a big surprise here. Um, you know, at the last moment of the show, let me know quickly, what are you thinking, your thoughts? What, what has really surprised you? Yeah, so uh, we can just go in order. Um, the, the, the players that I think have been, like, surprising to me, and, and you can call me biased, but I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. I always liked him out of Oklahoma. He, he won me over when he planted the flag in the, in the, on the uh, other teams. I think that was Texas, if I'm not mistaken. He planted Ohio State. When he planted the flag in Ohio State's uh, middle of the field, that one, I'm very competitive, um, so I always love that. So yeah, and what he's doing with Tampa Bay, everybody wrote him off, everybody wrote Tampa off, and now they're a top of the division going into their bye week. Um, and then let me, I'll probably give a defensive guy here. Let me see. I would probably have to say a player. It, it would. I would have to give it to my boy. Uh, unfortunately, got injured, but Christian Gonzalez. I didn't. I was one of the yeah. few Patriots fans where I was like, we didn't need to draft him. Uh, he was a great – he was the best corner in the draft, uh, a lot of people were saying. 
Um, I just felt like we needed other other options at that time, not not to knock his skill set, but I'm glad we got him because he looked like he's going to be a great number one corner for us. And then the teams, um, honestly, man, the Bengals, man, I don't know what's going on with them. Like, it's just, I know, I know Burrow's not 100%, but I mean, like, at some point you got to, you know, if you're Zach Taylor, when are you going to pull him? Because he's he's hurting your team more than he's win, uh, helping you win. And uh, I would say, like, another surprise, like, team slash player negatively is Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Is, like, you know. Paid a lot of money for him. Paid him. Um, paid the bag for him. I think he still to this day has the most the, the most guaranteed uh, contract right now uh, for quarterbacks. So, you know. Yeah. Yes. And, and like the narrative was that the ownership was trying to say was Baker is not a team player. You know, Austin Hooper has come out and said, you know, that wasn't the case. The powers that be wanted him out of there. And I, I was never and we can we can definitely go into more deep dive in another podcast about this. Cause, um, but I remember looking at that because, you know, as a Patriots fan, I, I watched Watson a lot, especially when we played him in the playoffs. He had DeAndre Hopkins, man. And I'm like, you had you had skills talent at Houston and you wasn't able to do anything with it. You only uh, only have one playoff win under your belt right now. Mm-hmm. And their numbers are identical. If you look at Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield, yeah, you can say Deshaun's more athletic. Fine. I give you that. But I mean, you put any other quarterback on that Cleveland Browns roster that had Hugh Jackson as the head coach, won a total of like what, one in 31 games in their last two seasons. One of them was an 0-16 season. So you know, I, I didn't like the narrative people try to put on Baker. So right now he's my he's my I know everybody want to give it to DeMar Hamlin. I understand the reasons. But if we're just talking about strictly football terms, Baker has to be the number one uh, front runner for comeback player of the year right now. I love that, man, because briefly to touch on your point before I jump into it. I liked uh, Baker Mayfield. I wish Washington would have jumped up and got him. I think that. The thing about Baker Mayfield, if you look at that draft with Josh Rosen coming out of that thing, um, you have another man, Sam Donald, coming out of USC. Baker right. Mayfield has definitely surpassed that. Love the cap. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, the one thing that I will say about this is Baker Mayfield has not been a bust. He has been to the playoffs, the AFC championship game. He has mm-hmm. a real possibility to win this division. He has yep. a real possibility to take the Bucks to a place that they haven't been since Tom Brady's been there. Huh? Right. Right. And so I do like what you're coming with, with Baker Mayfield. And it seems like he does have some new vamped energy. I don't know if he found that with Sean McVay when he yeah. got, played that little bit for the Rams. They did. He that zing or that zest. So I will give you that. The player that I have liked to 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 definitely watch, one of my most surprising ones, I talked about Anthony Richardson and the history that he's made. I felt yeah. like comparable to RG3, but yeah. also to CJ Stroud. He's become the first yeah. QB in NFL history to pass for at least 900 yards with four touchdowns and zero interceptions yeah. in his first career starts. And so that right there, when you talk about quarterback, quarterback is hard to play in this league. Like, yeah. People don't understand what C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are doing. This is like when you turn on Madden and then all of a sudden you start controlling the players and you start yeah, you, NFL yeah. and all pros. Like right. that just doesn't happen in real life. People don't right. just come in and start dicing people up. Like you can go back historically, whether it was Eli Manning, whether it was Phillip Rivers, uh, Justin Herbert, yeah, he did start to dice people up initially, but there was a growing pain. Trevor Lawrence, who you, he looked yep. at as a top quarterback. Even Carson Wentz, who won the Super Bowl, when he first came in with the Eagles, he was terrible. Let me get yeah. Josh Allen, yeah. Terrible, all right? So 
That's what I'm talking about. Like these guys are terrible coming into the league, man. So I gotta give a lot of shout out, man, to CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. He's balling out. You know, as, as far as teams that have been surprising, I'm right with you with the Bengals. I picked the Bengals to win this division head and toe, but we're talking about a calf injury. We've actually, you know, played ball with guys who had calf injuries right now, man. And calf injuries are no joke, man. Calf injuries can last for months at yeah. a time if you don't get off it. And so every time that uh, Joe Burrow plays, people don't understand, like a calf injury can feel good throughout the week. You get in the game, it's perfect, and then all of a sudden you make one move and you're gone. right back to week one with that injury. Yeah. You have to take some time, and it's an injury where you don't get a lot of blood flow in there. So, yeah. look, people know that he can't move the pocket like he wants to. People mm-hmm. are diving in his legs. They're making Joe Burrow uncomfortable. It's causing the timing to get thrown off with Chase Young and these guys, and that's why they look terrible. Jamar Chase. The ball like that, man. And so that's the thing with them. So that's surprising with me. And then also, too, with the Rams. The Rams found this rookie wide receiver who I think has been credible. You talked about him. He's another yeah. player that's surprising to me. Puka Nakua, baby. I think you guys are going to love Nakua. That's yeah. a primetime game against the Rams. I'm going to be tuned in. I want to see what this guy does against primetime. Uh, but I like him a lot, man. I think that they found literally a Cooper Cobb Jr. I'm serious. Like, I think that they found this guy who's next up, man. I think he's going to be a wide receiver that maybe we're talking about for some years to come because I just haven't seen – too many wide receivers come out like this and yeah. then flash like Zay Jones. Right. Guys, yeah, like right guys, right. Just to give you a perspective, they were talked about during the draft. They ain't making a splash like this guy is. I'm yeah. just saying. So those are my teams and players that have been a surprise. So as we jump into the last part of the show, guys, I, I want to first thank uh, Devontae for coming on. Devontae, tell them where they can find you. Talk about your brand. I know you got the hat up right now. Talk to me. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, man, this is my brand, 12 Testament right here. You know, the cross, I'm a man of faith. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And yeah, my um, my Instagram handle is Devontae12T, same as my YouTube channel. Uh, we'll, we'll provide links down below if you guys need them. But yeah, it's just um, everything that I do, whether it's basketball, jujitsu, writing, speaking engagements, whatever I, whatever I do, I just want to give glory to God and elevate his kingdom. And I'm thankful that I'm able to do that while I'm doing stuff that I love, talk about sports, talk about like jujitsu breakdowns or UFC breakdowns or whatever it is mm-hmm. and able to do that. So yeah, I mean, thanks to my big bro Rico, man, brought me on. He's uh, like, he said in the opener, I'm, I'm the third guest. So, you know, that's, that's a, that's an honor for me. I, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. He, he talked like a real pro out here, man. It's the first time he's done a, a sports por- uh, sports podcast about the NFL. Um, yeah. You guys do see the show that we've thrown up already here about the uh, UFC content, guys. Make sure that you check that out. That'll be in the show notes below, too, as well. Um, you can catch the show on YouTube at Real Talk Sports with Rico. You can also catch us on Spotify, uh, which was formerly Anchor Podcast. Uh, those show notes will be below as well. Um, and then also, too, I just want to thank the people out there who have actually listened to the show that really helps us drive content. The sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show, guys. Um, if you like content like this, make sure that you comment here. Let us know what's going on. Um, Devontae, again, thank you for coming on, my man. Yes. And, uh, Thanks know, for having me, brother. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming, man. So, you know, for myself, for Devontae, man, this is Real Talk Sports with Rico. Enjoy your games today on Sunday. All right, guys. Peace. Take care. Later, guys.